mama used to always say that. Life is like a box of isobars. You never know how much pressure you're going to feel. But weather jazz is a no-pressure zone. Get ready. Here's Andre. Here's Andre. everybody and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything weather, science, earth science, and periodically some interesting off-topic episodes. Today, we'll actually be stepping into the sports realm for a very specific reason. You'll see in just a moment. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 551, and today is Open Line Friday, August the 4th, 2023. It's the first Friday in August. And a quick update weather-wise before we dig into our sports deviation today is the fact that we are still, in Cleveland anyway, looking for our second 90-degree day. And with this pattern, and with the pattern that is really hanging on, it appears as though we may go through the entire month of August without a 90-degree day. Now, we may get close But I suspect we are going to stay away from that very elusive mark this year. And if you remember, if we hang on to this pattern, even going into September, that will be a little problematic with our summer outlook, which indicated that we would see near or even slightly above normal the number of 90-degree days that we will see. We went with that because... It appeared as though we would have a very slow start to summer. That held true. But as we pushed our way into August and September, we thought that the southeast ridge would begin to build in and certainly giving us a much greater opportunity to hit 90 degrees more often. That's not going to be the case, at least in the next 14 days. But this pattern may persist even into September. Boy, what a strange uh, turn of events if we ended up this entire year, calendar year 2023, with only one 90-degree day. Well, it's time to introduce today's Open Line Friday segment. I do have a special guest. That guest, as I mentioned on my Twitter account, and by the way, I hope you will Follow me on Twitter if you have Twitter and you're not yet following me. Make sure you look me up. Just my name, Andre Bernier, A-N-D-R-E-B-E-R-N-I-E-R. Hit follow. And I'm posting a lot more these days on Twitter. It appears to be the one social media platform that I'm concentrating on at the moment. Second favorite is Instagram, and that's periodic. Certainly number one, though, will be Twitter. Now, I posted yesterday that I would have a zany guest. Who could that be? Let me tell you, first of all, we're going to talk an awful lot about sports. So, no, it's not Ken Carmen. No, it's not John Telich. 
No, it's not one of the Browns or the Cleveland Guardians, although that would be pretty cool. I'll leave that, though, to some of the other sports podcasts, like the one that John and Scott Sable, my colleagues at Fox 8 produce, as always, fun. Boy, do they have some great guests. No, my guest just wants to talk about sports. His name, Lou Maglio. I'll bet you, you did not know. For those of you that live in Northeast Ohio and watch Fox 8 News in Cleveland, that Lou Maglio, one of our premier news anchors, is a sports fan. Now, Lou has been on Weather Jazz twice before today. The first time was when we were covering the tornado that ripped across an eastern Toledo suburb, and that was an EF4, very powerful tornado. He talked about that and some of the observations that he made. The second time was in more recent history when the derecho blew through Iowa. And the reason he talked about that is that we both spent our first television years in Cedar Rapids. Now, he was at Channel 9, an ABC affiliate. I was at Channel 2, a CBS affiliate. And it's interesting that we both ended up here at Fox 8 in Cleveland. Now, his wife is from Iowa and a big Iowa sports fan. That kind of plays into the conversation a little bit today. But also it plays into the conversation is the love for the Cleveland Browns. Of course, congratulations to the Browns on winning their first preseason game last night at the Hall of Fame game. And I want to say that the final score was 21-16, Cleveland over the New York Jets. Again, congratulations. But let's talk about just the general love for sports. What drives Lou Maglio into a love for sports. And uh, there are a lot of factors that do. So without further delay, I'm going to let him explain that as we talk about the world of sports, something that he enjoys watching. Here we go. Lou Maglio, we are literally, when we're recording this, we are hours away from the start of the NFL season with the Browns and the Jets. Yeah, it is crazy. It's Hall of Fame uh, game, the first game of the season. It's an unofficial game. It doesn't count the regular season standings, of course. But, you know, nobody on this roster that's playing tonight is going to be a star necessarily. These are the new guys, the second team, the third team. But nevertheless, as a lifelong Browns fan, you know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be watching that football game because there's just something about the Browns and the energy they bring in Cleveland. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I love what somebody said, and I can't remember who it was. Otherwise, I would attribute the the, the quote to them. But right now, every single team has the same record. Mm -hmm. Zero and zero. So you can always be optimistic, looking forward to, you know, is this year? That's something that, you know, I've been doing for how many years since the Browns came back to town? It's like, this is the year. This is the year. This is the year. And maybe this will be the year. I don't know. But regardless, you know, they could lose 5, 10 in a row, but I'll still be there between 1 and 4 o'clock on Sunday watching the Browns. Oh, that's great. Great stuff. We get an audience all over the country. Mm -hmm. In fact, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And a lot of world people watch American football. Mm -hmm. I know that from some of my friends in uh, countries outside of the U.S. So it's a popular thing to do. 
and even watching it live in their time zone, which sometimes can be really challenging. Imagine that. Well, how crazy is it too, Andre? And you know this, there are these Browns backers clubs, not only all across the country, but across the world. I mean, you go overseas. My kid did a college thing, an internship in Germany. And he said, Dad, there was Browns backers in Germany. It was the craziest thing he'd ever seen. But there are that is the passion Cleveland fans have for the Cleveland Browns. It's like, I would say it's like nothing else in the country. You know, maybe other cities have similar things. I know European soccer is crazy. You know, he had a chance to watch the World Cup while he was over there in Europe. He said, Dad, the whole country just shuts down when their team is playing in the World Cup. So it's pretty passionate, too. But there's something about the Browns in the city of Cleveland that's really incredible. Well, between the two, football and football, of course, that's what they call it yes. in right, in right, Europe. Right. Soccer is football. Yeah. But between the two, what is your favorite? You know what? I mean, you have to say you love American football. But having said that, and I, I obviously would prefer to watch American football, mm. but I do love, and it gets back to just these countries, the competitions, you know. And it's like in Europe, in London, you'll see a great soccer team, a football team in one city, and then an equally great one just two hours away. So those rivalries mm-hmm. become so incredibly involved and so deep, and there's so much history there that I just love watching that, the way those countries, they do stop to watch their teams play football. There's nothing like quite like that here. Maybe the Super Bowl, but that's about it. But, so you wouldn't be talking about uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns where I have rivalry? <laughs> there is nothing like that. We have a, a buddy who used to play for the Cleveland Brown's name is Doug Deacon, and he played for years and years and years uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And even he described it that way. There was just something very special when you went against them because they were and still are the number one rival. Yeah. And uh, for instance, uh, the pastor uh, that uh, pastors or heads up Faith Family Church mm. down in North Canton, mm. he is, well, first of all, I guess I should say he grew up around Youngstown. So there are a lot of Youngstown oh, folks yes. that are Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, fans. Absolutely. And, you know, sadly, if if he's listening to this podcast, uh, I'm sorry, Pastor Mike, but he's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I mean, come on, really? Well, you know, I have taken so much grief from Pittsburgh Steelers fans over the years. And I can only say, listen, you know, you have every right to rub it in. They've had they've had the kind of success, right, that we wish we have had and, and we haven't. So hopefully things will start to turn now for the Browns. But in that rivalry, you have to give them credit since the 70s and 80s. They've had the edge. Let's switch to okay. college now. All right. All right. College football or any other sport that, that you might be interested in because you, you, most people don't know that you know, you're a seasoned veteran news anchor, but you have a deep interest in sports. You know, I think I got that from my dad because he just absolutely loved sports so much. And I did. I spent so many days in front of the TV set watching games. We had a subscription to Sports Illustrated when I was probably 10 years old. We subscribed to Sport Magazine, the Sporting. We just loved sports. Yeah. And working in these communities, even at the college stations, you and I worked together how many years ago in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, probably 40 years ago or so. But I just remember the Iowa Hawkeyes and becoming a fan of the Hawkeyes and my wife's family. They were those people that traveled all around the Big Ten to games. You know, now they're in their 80s, but back then they were traveling to all these games. So that excitement for college football, I mean, you talk about pro football, but in these college towns, I mean, in Iowa City, 
that's it, you know, and the head coach of Iowa could be the governor of the state if they're doing well, you know. He's very popular. The highest paid public employee in the state is the head coach of the football team. That's how it goes. You know, Columbus is similar with the Buckeyes, of course, but in Iowa and many of these smaller towns, I mean, those college teams just rule the roost. You look at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because that's not a very, very populated mm-hmm. state yet. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, well... The people just live for that, you know, and I would say that's the only thing they have. There's a lot, a lot of things to do in Iowa. As you know, it's a great state, but there's something about Saturday afternoon rooting for your team. And, you know, having lived there several years, you'd go against the Ohio States and the Michigans of the world, and you were the underdog. I mean, you just were the underdog, and there's something neat about rooting for the underdog. There's something nice to be the favorite, too. I know that, but when you're the underdog and you can pull off that occasional victory against the Michigans and the Ohio States, it's really a big deal, and that's all the community talks about for an entire week. I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. You ready? Oh boy. All right, you're here in Ohio, and uh, the, the Hawkeyes play... Ohio, either OU or OSU, yeah. uh, one of the Ohio teams. Uh, who are you rooting for? I have uh, lived in Ohio for more than 40 years now, right? It's been a very, very long time. I came here, I think, in 1981. So I'm going to tell you, I root for Ohio State, but <laughs> but for the sake of my family, yeah. I don't really mind too much if the Hawkeyes win. So you're very quiet about your cheering. <laughs> that's right. And people do understand. I mean, that's your heritage. I mean, that is your heritage. I mean, I, the first few years of my professional career were in Iowa. That's where I met my wife. And you're cheering for that team. So that becomes ingrained in who you are, you know. So I love it when Iowa does well. And I love the traditions that they have. I don't know if you're aware of the one they do at the football stadium. But during the game, all the players take a break. And there's a children's hospital right next door. And the kids get up on the highest floor of the children's hospital. And the players and the coaches and the fans they wave, right? They wave at these kids and the kids wave back. And it's just a wonderful tradition. You know, the the traditions of college sports like that, I absolutely love it. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot one more time because we're at the end of our open line Friday segment. And this is, by the way, your third time on Weather Jazz. That's good. Keep it going because I love doing it. All right, well, we'll talk about all kinds of crazy Mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. if you like. Open line Friday is is when we talk about anything and everything outside of weather sometimes, Mm -hmm. like this. Yeah. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Here we go. Here we go. What is the Browns uh, team final uh, record at the end of the season. Do you want the optimistic response or the <laughs> pessimistic response? I want the, the honest response. <laughs> okay, I'll try to give it to you. I do think, I do think, with all the improvements that they have made this year, they've made a lot of improvements, a lot of changes, particularly on defense, but they've given the offense some new wide receivers. The line is one of the best in the game. Nick Chubb is either the best or the second best runner in all of football. I do think, and maybe I'm skewing this a little optimistic, but this is the year that they do make the playoffs, and I'm going for 10-7. and I've already done that game where you go through each game. That's a win, that's a loss, that's a win, that's a loss. I've done that, and I think, you know, again, I'm hopeful, but I think they could do – uh, ten and seven, though I fear you know something like eight and nine, nine and eight could be a possibility too. But I think ten and seven gets them in the playoffs. You imagine just living here, what would happen in this town if the Browns did not only get in the playoffs but 
got to the Super Bowl? Oh. We'd be partying for weeks, oh, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just like we did with the Cavs. Just like, it, it, I think, I think it would be even bigger. That's how much this town loves the Browns. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, 10 and 7. We'll see how it ends out. We'll have you act back on Weather Jazz as the season unfolds. And uh, we'll see where this ends up. As always, thanks for having me on. Very, very fun having Lou Maglio on for the third time in Weather Jazz's 19-year history. It's approaching 20. Boy, that simply is crazy, but a whole lot of fun. And I'm planning on being here for another 10 or 20 years, and I'm also confident in that you will assist me in that process. More on that in just a little bit. Hope you enjoyed today's episode, but right now, Because it is Friday. I love bragging on the people that walk alongside me and financially help Weather Jazz, making sure that we have all of the tools that we need to keep this a first-rate podcast. Special thanks to, from the state of Ohio first, Erica and Larry Shaw, Brian and Christine Barnes, Will and Tonya Krause, in Vermont, Victoria Singer and Kian Galunas. And from Florida, Bill and Judy Martin. I've been giving a little bit of thought to this. Now, Bill and Judy Martin have been on Weather Jazz before. Bill Martin in particular, many, many times. But I'm beginning to think that perhaps one of the things that we ought to do on Open Line Friday is invite the supporters on the program for an interview like we did with Lou MacLeo, just to chat about whatever it is that floats their boat. What do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop me a line, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or you could always leave me a voicemail on the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line. That's 234-525-5888. Well, enjoy the weekend. Looks like Saturday in the Ohio Valley will be your day of choice. Sunshine high near 80. And once again, just to reiterate from the beginning of the program, the chance of seeing 90 degrees from now, at least the next 14 days, will be slim to none and may even extend into September. That's something worthy of watching. And perhaps we will discuss in greater detail with Scott Sable, somebody who enjoys watching the long-range parameters. Hey, listen, everybody, have a great weekend. I hope it's a great one for you. In the meantime, we'll catch you again right here at weatherjazz.com or your favorite podcast app. Weather and science across the globe. Weather Jazz Podcast.